Hi there, this is Cheryl Richardson and welcome to my weekly Facebook Live. I'm glad to have you here or I'm glad that you'll be joining me <laughs> as I wait for people to sign on. It's, um, it's a beautiful afternoon here in Massachusetts. The sun is setting and sun is setting much later than it typically does, which is beautiful. And um, we have a lot more light at the end of the day. Spring is here. I think, fingers crossed. And um, I'm looking forward to spending a little time with you tonight. As you can see, I'm not in my normal place that I typically do the Facebook Lives. I'm right near my, my router because um, we keep having trouble with getting a decent connection here in the country. So hopefully, hopefully it'll stick and you'll be able to stay with me and um, I won't lose you like I did last time. Um, so let me just say hi to some people. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for being here. And Teresa, welcome. Hi, Ursula. Welcome from Ireland. I'm glad it's a gorgeous day, day there as well, or it was a gorgeous day. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to you. And Leah and Kim, welcome. Glad, glad to have you here. Hi, Kathy Anderson and Sheila. Welcome to you, Sheila. Um, Beryl from the Netherlands, welcome. Glad you're here. Hi, Joanne. Um, I was going to say hi, Joanne from Lynn, <laughs> but hi, Joanne Lynn. Um, hi, Patrick Williams. How are you? Nice to see you here. And Terry, thanks so much for being here. Um, Pia, welcome to you. And Jennifer and Susan. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm uh, like sitting next to the door in my office. You can see behind me here. I keep a um, uh, totally spacing on what you call this, um, an hourglass, duh, an hourglass in my office. And uh, I keep it there just to remind me of how precious time is and that it's limited. And then you can also see right up here, look at this, look at this adorable, let me see, adorable little um, stuffed cat. Can you see that, a little gray cat? I got that. Um, I think I, I got that when Poupon was still alive, but I keep that up here too because I love it so much. It's so sweet. It makes me think that he's with me in spirit. Um, hi, Dimitri. Welcome to you. And uh, Stana from Southeast Michigan. Welcome. And Jeanette and Jim. Hi, Jim. One love. Yes, lovely to see you. Hi, Cheryl. And um, Vanessa. Welcome to you. Vanessa from Ireland. You know, today I was really, I was thinking about Ireland and I was just thinking about how much I miss being there and how much I look forward to going back. I may go back in the fall sometime uh, to just do some hiking and some visiting. And I just loved it there so much. So I always love when I see, see folks from Ireland here. It makes me feel a little closer to you. And then there's Australia. Hi, Cheryl from Australia. Beautiful, another gorgeous place. Christina, welcome to you. And Patty and Sinead, welcome. Um, oh, thank you, sweetheart. She says, my anxiety is already going down just seeing you and hearing your voice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Glad to do that. And uh, Janine from Costa Rica, welcome to you. And Mary Claire and Sylvia, welcome, everybody. I'm so glad to have you here with me. I see all of you here. Um, so feel free to post a question in the comment section. Maybe something, um, yeah, something I can ask for you, uh, answer for you, something I can ask you. <laughs> um, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should ask you questions, right? Um, you can go ahead and post a question in the comment section. 
and I will scroll through and see them. Remember to copy the question that you put in in case you need to repost it, because sometimes we'll need to do that. And it's, uh, as I was saying, when I first started this Facebook Live, the sun is setting. We have a lot more light here. We've already turned our clocks ahead. I know that, um, that my friends in Europe are turning their clocks ahead this weekend. So in case you didn't know that, it's this weekend. We'll now be, I'll be five hours from my uh, friend in London, but she'll be able to, she'll be able to enjoy the extra light like we've been enjoying the, enjoying the extra light here. Um, you know, I always typically start these Facebook lives with a topic, something that's on my mind. And um, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to talk about today. My assistant Lisa, though, sent me an email a while back uh, with a, a video, an interview from CBS This Morning, Sunday Morning. It's a show that I really love here in the States. And they did uh, a show, uh, they did a segment on loneliness. And uh, I was really surprised in watching the video that Lisa sent, thank you, Lisa, to, um, to hear about the astounding number of people who, who feel lonely and how the younger generation, the percentage of younger people who feel, feel lonely is dramatically rising. Um, and the Surgeon General says that he sees it as an epidemic and equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's the impact it can have on our health in a negative way. And of course, one of the things that they contribute loneliness to is uh, social media. I think in particular things like um, Instagram or um, certainly, you know, it can be Facebook too, where people are posting you know, the best parts of their lives and um, or the best photos that they can take. And, um, and I think a lot of people are distracted by and um, consumed by an engagement with social media that gives a false sense of connection in the moment, also gives us a dopamine hit, but in the long run, leaves us longing for something more in our lives um, including actual physical connection. I know that I much prefer having somebody in my home or going to someone's home. This past weekend, Michael and I went to visit two close friends of ours and we spent the night, they live in Maine, and we spent the night there overnight. And, uh, you know, I, I was saying to them how much I appreciate just hanging out for longer than just a dinner, you know, longer than just sharing a meal or sort of catching up on what's happening in each other's lives, but really just hanging out, spending the night there, hanging out the whole next day, um, really gave us a chance to catch up and to go for a walk in the woods and to laugh and talk about silly things as well as deep things. And it felt more like a sort of family connection than it did a social engagement. And I think that, I guess that's really what I wanna say is, um, if having dinner with a friend is, you know, a nice way to connect and a kind of short-term way to connect, then social media is just like a quick hit and it can be empty. Now, I, I get the irony of me talking about this while I'm here with you on Facebook Live. I totally get that. Um, and I'm not saying that social media is all bad because it certainly isn't. But I am saying that we are a culture of um, lonely people. 
And we long for connection, we long to be seen, to actually be witnessed, to be heard. We long for presence, right? How many of you, if you think about the people in your lives, really feel as though the people closest to you are truly present for you when you're talking with them? Or do they seem distracted? I know Michael and I will do things like we'll go out to dinner and agree that our phones don't come out. They, they, unless we need to show each other something or we want to show each other something, the phones don't come out. Or sometimes when I'm talking to Michael about something that's important, I'll say to him, could you sit here across from me and look at me? Like look me in the eyes so that I actually feel like I have the presence of you here, which makes me feel more loved and more cared for and more connected. Um, I think we all need that. And I think that we have to make it happen. Uh, and sometimes the first step is to begin to really limit the amount of time that we engage in social media. I know that I have very much so over the last probably six, six to 12 months in particular. Some of you might notice I don't post on Facebook as much as I used to. I do try and post something encouraging and hopeful and loving every day on Instagram because I enjoy doing that. And I made a commitment a long time ago to only engage with social media when it was joyful for me. But I've pulled back from my engagement with social media because I want a deeper engagement with life and with the people that are important to me. And, um, and it might mean setting aside, you know, a weekend to spend with a friend or doing an overnight, like we did when we were kids, right? Um, it might mean uh, deciding to spend the day together, walking in the woods or walking in nature or, you know, doing something that just gives you spaciousness and free time and a sense of being able to connect on a deeper level with somebody instead of just superficially catching up. Um, you want to leave feeling like you really, you had some kind of a, a meaningful, um, fulfilling connection. So I wonder if you feel lonely. Um, is, are the statistics wrong? Is it true? Um, if, you feel, if you feel like you live in a state of loneliness, like give me a thumbs up or a heart. I'm just curious. I see the people that we have here. Just go ahead and, and yeah, let me know if in fact um, you do feel a sense of loneliness. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of hearts or thumbs up, so maybe that's not the case. Maybe you don't feel lonely. Okay, now I am seeing some. <laughs> now I'm seeing a lot. So maybe that is in fact the case. Um, it's so important that we schedule time, consistent time with the people that we feel the most connected to and that we give ourselves an opportunity to kind of lose ourselves together in time. And I think it's also important that we really notice how connected we are to our phones or our computers and begin to just kind of slowly back off a bit from that because um, the reality is that most people who spend too much time on social media, hours at a time, um, don't feel well afterwards, feel a strong sense of anxiety, being out of control, especially if you're looking at the news or you're reading arguments between people online. There's this sense of there's craziness happen happening in the world and there's nothing I can do about it. And that raises anxiety levels. So it's another reason why I just really pick and choose um, what I'm looking at. 
So um, anyway, I just, you know, I think I just wanted to kind of bring that up. The, um, the interview that I saw and the statistics that I saw were um, in some ways were comforting because I thought, you know, there are times where I feel a deep sense of loneliness and often I recognize that I tend to feel, if I'm feeling consistently lonely, it's usually because I've lost connection with myself, with um, a deeper, I've just lost a more consistent, deeper connection with myself. I am concerned about, um, I'm definitely concerned about people who are the young kids or the young people of today because so many of them, I mean, well, so many of the ones I know spend an awful lot of time online, an awful lot of time taking the perfect selfie or, you know, posting photos of their life instead of actually living their lives. And I wonder what that's going to be in the, uh, you know, I wonder how that's going to impact us in the future as a civilization, to tell you the truth. Although, you know, I trust nature and eventually things work themselves out. I remember when the internet first became available back in the, early 90s, mid mid 90s. And I remember wanting to be on it all the time. It was this fascinating new thing. And I remember my coach at the time saying, don't worry, it'll get old. And it did. <laughs> Took a while, but it did get old. And then I went back to actually living my life and using the internet in a more sort of um, utilitarian way. So anyway, um, yeah, reach out to somebody this week and decide to spend more than just an hour um, and make it face-to-face, -face. and maybe even say that you are interested in having, uh, in feeling some kind of a deeper connection. So, like, let's let's catch up on our lives and stay together and go even deeper than that, okay? All right. Let me see some of your um, questions here, questions and comments. Um, remember, you might need to post your questions a few times. Uh, Okay, so let's see, uh, and you know, it makes me crazy that Facebook doesn't let me, um, so Claudia says she's pulled back from social media too, trying to, yeah, it takes discipline, doesn't it? Absolutely does. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stigma around loneliness, Vanessa. Uh, a lot of people don't like to admit it, um, but it's so important to be able to do that. We have to be able to tell the truth about our lives in order to be able to change things. All change begins with telling the truth and admitting that we're lonely is, uh, it's nothing shameful about that. It's actually an invitation by it, by telling the truth about how we feel. It's an invitation for things to begin to change without a doubt. Um, a lot of people saying they like their alone time. Uh, and let's see. Hmm. That's interesting. Claudia says deep loneliness is a mystery, almost like depression. I think some people are temperamentally um, lonely, just like some people are temperamentally sad. Um, Lisa's been making a commitment to um, stay connected to people in real life. And Susan says, relationships need tending. Yes, they do, Susan. <laughs> you and I have to get together. Um, let's see. Let's see what we have here. Um, all right, so I'm looking for your questions. So if you have any, let me know. And make sure that you repost them because um, Facebook isn't letting me scroll back. Uh, yeah, Roberta says, hi from Vancouver. I love Vancouver. My 16-year-old granddaughter has anxiety attacks from social media. 
not sure how to help her as a 16 year old in the 70s seems like the best time of my life i know right boy remember those days when we'd go outside and play and just stay outside playing for the whole day and now it's like crazy kids nowadays just don't have the engagement with nature that they used to have and it makes me so sad um, I'd probably try and get her some therapy, some good therapy, specifically with someone who specializes in anxiety. Um, that would be really, that's probably the best thing to do. Someone who's, uh, you know, uh, just has a lot of experience and, and uh, a lot of experience with um, uh, dealing with anxiety. That would be the most, I think, the most helpful thing you can do. Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, Yes. Um, looking for your questions. A lot of comments about loneliness. Okay. Yeah, I know there's some, um, there's some inappropriate comments here. And Terry, my webmaster's here. She'll take care of them. Don't worry about it. Um, what do you recommend for people who only text and not call to connect? Um, have a conversation with them, Patty. Actually, um, I don't like texting. It annoys me because I can't remember. I don't always remember when I have to respond to a text. And there are certain people in my life who only seem to text as a way of communicating. And I've had to just have conversations with them about, listen, you know, if you want to be connected, then we're either at the very least going to need to talk on the phone. Um, some of them don't live near me. Um, but if that doesn't happen, then I actually just kind of pull back from the relationship, not in an angry way, but I don't want to have relationships with people through text. Not interested in doing that. And I want to save my hands too. I don't need to be trying to, um, <laughs> trying to type on those little phones. It's crazy. Although I often respond to texts on my computer. Let's see. Um, yeah. Yes, it's true, Patrick. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I love it. People, um, Sheila says she writes in her journal about being lonely, and that helps, which is smart. Um, okay. Let me see here. All right, folks, I'm not seeing your questions, and I can't. Well, wait a second. Now Facebook's letting me go back. How great is that? Um, let's hope that will last. Okay. All right. Well, I know that, um, yeah, do I have any plans to come to Canada? I don't, Sharon, right now. Uh, I do love Canada, though, but I don't have any plans. But if you make sure that you, um, if you make sure that you get my weekly newsletter, if you go to CherylRichardson.com, you'll be able to see, um, you'll be able to see exactly, if I am coming, you'll be the first to know without a, without a, um, doubt. Margot says, how do I cope after having had three ankle surgeries and still home since 13 months ago? <sighs> Read lots of really good books. Um, make sure that you talk to friends on the phone. I know that surgery can be debilitating. There's a wonderful website, healfaster.com, Margot, that you might want to check out. Peggy Huddleston wrote a book called Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster, and she's done some wonderful research and offers some wonderful um, support for people healing from surgery. You might want to check that out. 
Um, and, you know, you could use it as a time to do more inner work, to practice meditation, to educate yourself, to learn new things, and um, to also ask for help, practice asking for help. Um, and I hope that you heal quickly and easily for sure. Um, Lee says, how do you tell someone nicely that you'd rather meet in person? So Lee, if I were telling you, I would say, you know what, Lee? I really care about you. And I know we talk on the phone all the time or we text or we email, but I've made a decision to start making it a point to get together with the people that I care about. And I would love it if we could schedule some time for dinner or a walk or coffee or whatever. And I'm wondering if you're interested in doing that. Just like that, Lee. I really care about you. Now, that, that's a brave thing to do, right? It's brave to be vulnerable and intimate with people. Yet we all crave it. It's what we want. So saying to someone, I care about you and I'd like to spend time with you and I'd like to spend time face to face, you know, the risk is that you get rejected, right? That they're not interested or they say yes, but they don't keep, you know, fulfill the promise. But, you know, what's the alternative to continue not feeling a connection to the people that matter? It's just, to me, it's not a viable alternative. So, just being brave, being vulnerable, and letting someone know that you care about them and you want to spend time with them is, honesty is always the best policy. That's what I say. <laughs> all, 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 always. That's what, that's, what, uh, that's what I always recommend is just telling the truth. All right, let's see. Um, Stephanie says, how can you love yourself more and really make a difference or shift in your reality? You know, I used to always hate Stephanie when, when, uh, when I was a student and I would be going to workshops, so re even reading books and people would say, would say, you know, you need to love yourself more. And I'd think, no kidding. <laughs> but how do you do that? What do you do? Some of the ways that I love myself more is I'm very aware and conscious of how I speak to myself. I surround myself with, um, with beauty and the things that just touch me in some way, sometimes they're words, sometimes they're images. You know, they're things like my little cat and the hourglass and beautiful things. You can see I've got like some crystals here. I love crystals. This is a beautiful amethyst rose from India. So surrounding myself with beautiful things, not a lot of things, but just beautiful hand-chosen things. Journaling is a way that I love myself, sometimes writing letters. You could, I think I said this last week, you could make a list of 10 things you love about yourself in a journal every day for a year. Imagine that commitment. Um, I feel like the Louise Hay calendar that I have is a way that I love myself. Every day I read a positive affirmation and I hang on to them and I think about it and it's, it's just tending to myself, tending to the relationship with myself. So, you know, you want to think about what do you need, Stephanie? What do you want? What do you need? How can you give yourself those things? Spending time with yourself. If you like being in nature, going out into nature is a way of loving yourself um, and just being very conscious of how you speak to yourself, being kind to yourself. Um, I, I say this a million times and it's always worth repeating. Louise Hay said to me once, um, you will be with you longer than anyone else on the planet. Why not make it a good relationship? And I loved that. I thought, you know, what a beautiful 
beautiful way to look at our relationship with ourselves. So anything you can do to make it a better relationship is loving yourself for sure. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Um, yeah, Lisa says, can you talk about ways to create new networks of friends? Sometimes people are lonely because they don't have friends to visit with. That's true. Um, I find that as I get older, it actually becomes easier to make friends more quickly because I have a really good sense of who I am and what I'm looking for. And it's almost like when we have a good sense of who we are, the soul just is able to kind of, you know, seek out. I'm just going to turn here because the sun is going down and my light is going. There we go. The soul is able to, um, hold on, to recognize soul family is what I find. And so I find that it's easier to make friends, but you have to put yourself in places where you can meet people. So for example, when I joined a new gym a few years ago, I didn't know anybody there and I was really uncomfortable. It was, I'm kind of a shy person, believe it or not. And I have since made, you know, I have one really sweet friend that I've met there that I spend time with and other people there that I've socialized with. So you need to go someplace where there's a lot of people and then you want to um, go there regularly. You can't just go once or twice. So take the same yoga class, um, take the same painting class, go to the same dance class, or you know whatever it is you love to do. Make sure that you choose something where you have to go back on a regular basis so that you're exposed to the same people over and over again. And then be brave enough to introduce yourself, to strike up a conversation as a beginning point, and then at some point maybe even invite someone for coffee or tea. Um, that's, I know that at the gym, we started to invite each other. Some of us started to invite ourselves to go and get smoothies. And that's how we got to know each other um, outside of the gym. So that's some of what I would recommend to, um, to begin to build a network of friends. Go hang out, you know, doing the things you want to do, but you've got to do them on a regular basis. Once or twice isn't going to cut it. Okay. Um, let's see let's see a couple more questions here and then um i love this tanya says i'm working on a campaign to get affirmation murals into middle and high schools i figure it if selfies and social media is what they insist on doing maybe we can utilize it to plant positive seeds any other suggestions on how to reach our youth and curb suicide rates well i think your idea is a really great one tonya and or Tanya, and I would just encourage you to see if you can start with one school. And I would start, you know, the six degrees of separation, I would start with somebody you know whose kids are in school, who knows a teacher or knows a principal or a superintendent, um, and see if you can make that happen. You know, I did that back when my dad was alive, Michael and I, um, the uh, the floor of the hospital at Brigham and Women's in Boston, I got to know the nurses there and I found out that there was a way in which we could donate some money and some resources and we got, affirm we, I gave them a whole bunch of affirmation cards to use for both the nurses and the patients and then they ended up turning some of those affirmation cards into posters in the hospital. And it all just happened with personal connections. So I would start there. But I think it's a wonderful idea. And if you can get a couple of high schools to do that, then you'll be able to get more to do that. And then you can take a video of it and post it on social media and let it go viral. And then I bet other high schools will follow, follow suit. Such a smart idea. 
I love it. Okay. Um, we're losing light here, people. <laughs> Next time I have to bring my light over when I'm here. Um, let's see. Uh, Noreen says, um, love you from Toronto. I love you right back. How can we stop thinking negative thoughts? I really love Joe Dispenza's work. I highly recommend that you check out his, it's on um, iTunes, uh, the introduction to breaking the habit of being yourself. It's a great resource, Terry, maybe we can find that. Um, introduction to breaking the habit of being yourself. Joe does a lot of work around neural programming and resetting the brain. And so he's a terrific resource uh, that I would recommend, Noreen. One year, I wrote a list of positive affirmations. I made up affirmations in my journal every day for a year. They ended up becoming one of my card decks, but I did it as a way to reprogram my thinking. Also, I think it's very important that one of the ways that we shift negative thinking is by moving the body, because the body becomes habituated to the ways that we think. And so when, when you catch yourself getting caught up in a negative loop or thinking negative thoughts, get up and move your body. I did that this afternoon. I, got, I started to get into this funk, just this like little funky mood. And I immediately got up and moved where I was and began just doing some things around the house. And instantly my thoughts changed and my state changed. So Tony Robbins has been saying this for years and he's absolutely right. He's where I learned it from. You wanna change your state, change, move your body. So that's another thing that you can do, Noreen, that I think could be really helpful as well. Okay. All right, everybody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there because I'm losing light and I don't, have my, um, I don't have my light here with me. So anyway, and it's been a half hour, so that's a good amount of time. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm always so grateful. Um, I won't be on Facebook Live next week. I'm going to be on a little vacation with my family, and, but I'll be back the, the week after. So in the meantime... Please make sure that you're, you're subscribed to my newsletter at CherylRichardson.com. That's how you know when these Facebook Lives are going to happen and when I'm doing a workshop or when the next retreat is. We have um, our April retreat coming up in a couple of weeks. It's sold out, but then there's another one at the end of October, and you'll be the first to hear about that as well. So anyway, so glad to have you here with me. Thank you so much, and have a great week. And remember, reach out to somebody that you can get together with face to face. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Bye.